Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Welcome in to the Sack Lunch Podcast with Matt and Matt. Matt. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on? The Kings yeah. are not going to go 0-82 this year, Matt. No. Oh, victory is ours. That is good news. We seized the day, finally. <laughs> so, uh, got some games to talk about this week. How was, uh, how was Halloween for you? Uh, it's pretty good. The Niners won, so I'll, uh, it's kind of... Nice to have that happen. Yeah, um, I was a little worried there, but 8-0, no, that's awesome, Yeah, I, I didn't have one trick-or-treater come to my house. Really? Yeah. I had groups of them, like seriously coming in groups of 8 to 10 at times. It was nuts. Interesting. We eventually had to turn the lights off and be like, all right, my, my kids need to sleep. So. <laughs> Maybe that, well, I had the light off all night, so it was probably... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> people look for houses with the light on. Yeah, so. I wasn't really wanting people to come, but... Um, well, what was your uh, costume situation over there? Um... At work, I had a King's hoodie on, and I put a bag over my head. Oh, and five. Oh, I saw that, and you cut. I, yeah, I cut eyes. Whole, yeah, so I was the uh, like the hoodat for, the, but for the Kings. Yeah, I didn't really wear that all day. I, I had it on, you know, for certain people to see, and I took a picture. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. My kids thing. dressed up as uh, Toy Story. Vivian was um, Bo Peep. The the. The, the B.A. Bo Peep. Uh, the new Bo Peep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Roman was Buzz Lightyear, and uh, my wife was one of Bo Peep's sheep. It's kind of funny. That's cool. Yeah. Did your kids dress up? Yeah, yeah. So we went trick-or-treating. Uh, my daughter was uh, Elsa from Frozen. Oh, yes. And then uh, my, my son, Maverick, was, like, you know, he's 10 months, so he was like a frog, I so think. he picked out his outfit, of course. Yeah. yeah, and it was one that was like, Given to us one of those little animal ones with the hood at on it. Months, I, don't, I don't even at know. At 10 months old, they look good in anything. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a little frog. But yeah, trick-or-treating was good. So little frog. That we, kid weighs a lot. Yeah. I know. He's a big kid. So yeah, Halloween was good. Niners won. Got lots of candy and, you know. Yeah. I'm still eating that candy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so let's talk about the games from this last week. Uh, the Kings had three home games this last week. They, they went uh, one and two. So the first game that the Kings played was against the Denver Nuggets, and the Kings lost this game 101 to 94, and they fell to 0 and 4 on the season. Um, what are your uh, initial thoughts about this uh, this game against Denver, Matt? Well, one thing I did like is they brought more energy than the first three games. Um, that's one thing that we talked about. Remember, we were hoping that they would split, you know, one of the games versus the Nuggets. In Utah, um, but then we expected then them to be Charlotte. To Charlotte yeah, so, we wanted them to yeah. go two and three on the homestand. They went mm-hmm. you know, one and three, so um, not the best there. But yeah, they brought the energy versus the Nuggets. They were in it, um, but Buddy got locked up by um, Gary Harris, which was a, a big factor in that one. I think yes, Buddy disappeared for the second game in a row. So. He missed his first eight field goals this game. He actually didn't score until there was seven minutes and 36 seconds left in the game. Yeah. And he finished with five points on two of 13 shooting. Now, granted, he did get much better the next couple games, but mm-hmm. terrible performance by Buddy there. And the, and 
it makes it even more disappointing when you look at the fact that the Kings did play a lot better in this game than their previous three. Right. And then Buddy's supposed to be their top scorer, and he just had a yeah, horrible would, offensive performance. Yeah, you would think if he just did somewhat decent, we would have walked away with a victory there versus a really good Nuggets team. And we really had a chance. Uh, Jokic didn't play particularly well, and neither did Murray. Um, and so you, you kind of like to have that one back, especially being at home. Right. Our free throws kind of killed us that game, too. We were, you know, shot 62%, only shot 16 free throws, and Nuggets, Nuggets shot 19 from 20, uh, for 21. Yeah, Nuggets shooting 90% from the line, King shot 62.5. That's just not going to get it done. So. Right. Fox did well. Um, he, driving a lot. Yeah, he finally flashed that speed we talked about. Finished with 20 points, uh, nine boards, and three assists. So, yeah. I found that he's had some success when he uh, is the aggressor, um, takes things into his own hands. He doesn't have to shoot it every time he goes to the hole, but because he's able to break down whoever's in front of him, you know, he can um, find the open guy, and, and we can thrive off that. I feel. Yeah, So or miss a huge dunk after he fakes out the defender. Man, yeah. that was bad. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that right he now. He goes from so. being on SportsCenter Talk 10 to Shaq Shaq in a fool, fool. Yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that Denver game was also kind of a, a coming-out party for Rashawn Holmes. He, he didn't start this game, yeah. uh, but he may as well have. He played 30 minutes, scored 24 points on 10 of 14 shooting. He had uh, a career night. Yeah, 13 rebounds, two blocks, zero turnovers, and he posterized a couple guys, too. Yeah, he even got a technical on one of them, which is kind of a, a dumb technical. Like, he just yelled, like, ah! I've seen a lot really worse than somebody. that without yeah. a technical given. Yeah. But I, I was excited for the energy, though. I think we needed something like that. Like, I like what he was trying to do, getting the team hyped up. Yeah. You know, you gotta do that. Like, when you posterize a dude, you gotta get hyped about it. We called him Montrez Harrell Light in episode one. I think that night versus the Nuggets, Montrez was Holmes Light. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rolls reversed. Rolls reversed. Yeah. No, he was hitting everything. Even that little like eight foot, uh, like shot put floater thing that he has going was going in. I was like, man, if he could keep that up, I don't know if that's going to be his best game of the year or what, but man, if he's like that. Or even a slightly different or smaller version of that. Well, he looked pretty forward. good the next night, too. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think we found something there in Holmes. Um, the Kings also um, passed the ball really well in this game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, did you notice the, the better ball movement? We talked about in the first three games they weren't passing well, but did, what did you think about the passing in this game? Yeah, well, they had 25 assists to Denver's 19. Um, only turned the ball over 12 times, and we, you know, we mentioned that they were turning it over like 21 times a game. Yep. So that was a big improvement. They they definitely played well. I actually, even though we were 0-4 after that loss, I you know went to bed feeling better. Yeah. Well, 25 assists to, to 12 turnovers. We had talked uh, previously about assist to turnover ratio. That's two assists, over two assists for every turnover. Yeah. That's the type of stuff we That's need to see. One. And Fox looked good. Holmes was bringing energy. If if Buddy had just had a better game, you know, I think they need to do a better job of um, giving him like more complicated screens, so they maybe some double screens or different looks, so he can work off the ball. Um, because it, uh, teams know that he's you know he shoots really good now. He's not surprising anybody, and so you know, especially against the Nuggets, you know they have Gary Harris, who's a lockdown defender, and so without getting creative with the screening and. and Getting him some open shots, he was just getting shut down. Yeah, so, so they got to figure out a way to get him open. I agree. So, so we've talked about this game, which we'll call the bad. It wasn't terrible, but it was the bad. Yeah. 
We're not getting to the good yet. That was Utah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the ugly, Matt. The ugly was oh my gosh. Uh, Hornets. We lost to the Charlotte Hornets, 118-111. to 111. We saw our record drop to 0-5 after this game. Uh, this one we fell victim to our infamous third-quarter curse in which the Kings were outscored 31-18, to 18, and the Hornets had already put up 93 points going into the fourth quarter. This game, while the score isn't, doesn't reflect a blowout, it's extremely disappointing considering the Hornets are considered to be one of the worst teams in the league. We were up by, what, 14? We were, yeah, in the second quarter. This is another one where I was at church for the first half, didn't see a, a minute, and then I come home and it's just a train wreck. And I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I mean, the Hornets, who are they even throwing out there? You know, we mentioned it's kind of a hodgepodge lineup. Uh, yeah, PJ Washington. People haven't even heard of, and, and we're at Devon home. Graham. We haven't had a win yet. We think, okay, let's just come out and smash these guys. And it and, looked good to start. Yeah. And we, you know, Classic Kings played down to our competition after playing up to our competition versus Denver the previous you know night. Yeah. Well, let's talk about a couple of the reasons why things fell apart. The Kings shot 46 three-pointers and only made 14 of them. Yeah. Why? When you're up by 14 points, why just go down the court and chuck up threes? Like, yeah. what was the mindset there? 46 three-pointers? Yeah, Luke Walton was actually asked that in a press conference leading up to the Utah game, and he said that he went back and watched film, and 37 of the three-point shot attempts, he said that he approved of. He said those were good ones, and so that left you know nine of them. That's still uh, a lot, though. Yeah. Even if that's true, 37 he approved of, nine threes that shouldn't have been shot is a lot. Right. Yeah, so somebody's forcing some threes somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, you only make 14 out of 46. At, at what point are you saying, I don't have it tonight, and I got to get to the get to the rack? You know, yeah, or at it's least not get like better Tyler looks. Zeller's going to block your shot. You know, like, come on. <sighs> so also, uh, bench points. The Hornets bench outscored the Kings bench 41 to 22. That I mean, yeah. I feel like we need more from, from the second unit if Something. we're going to compete in games. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I'm almost hope. I almost wish that Yogi Ferrell could get in the game sometimes. I mean, I don't know how much. I know Corey Joseph plays good defense. I just don't know if his uh, lack of offense is worth the amount of defense he brings to a game. Right. But I don't know. We got. I mean, we paid him, and, and he is a good player, so we probably got to ride him out. But I just know that Yogi can provide a spark and he can make some shots. So yeah. Um, Overall, I feel like the Kings just kind of looked. Um, scattered, confused, and, and unmotivated in this game, especially more so in the second half. Yeah. They just didn't look like they wanted to win. Yeah. Or maybe they were like bored with their opponents. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I was kind of bored watching the game. It wasn't a very um, sexy game to watch, but I don't know. It they, was a frustrating game to watch. They definitely should have won that game. I mean, come on. Yeah. Holmes started for the first time, though. Um, he got the He the earned it after last after, game. Yeah, so I was happy that Walton did that because I've not been impressed with with Deadman leading up to that point. Um, he had another great game. He went 17 points, nine rebounds, two assists. Um, two steals, two three steals, blocks. Three yeah. blocks. Yeah, he was all over the place. Shot 80%, 8 of 10. <laughs> Pick I him mean, up on your fantasy roster if, you, if he's putting up those yeah. kind of numbers. Obviously, the, the shooting isn't uh, sustainable, but he, he is an efficient guy, though, he's showing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that was one positive. Um, is there, is there a whole lot else to say about that game? I mean... <laughs> I don't really want to think about it. I, I was in a, a deep, dark place after that one. Um, 
awaiting the Jazz game, assuming we were going to lose. Right. But so, so let's <laughs> get to that one. So we've done the the uh, the bad and the ugly. We got those out of the way. Let's talk about the good. Yeah. Uh, then Friday night, Kings play. Uh, at home again against Utah, mm-hmm. uh, the team that just destroyed us Big the previous time. week. Yeah. And we pull out a win, 102 to 101. Now, despite the fact that a couple times it looked like we might lose. We tried everything that we, we could to lose it, yeah. We pulled it off, so uh, got our first win of the season, uh, going to 1-5. and five. Uh, It was pretty, pretty uh, nice game to get us fired up because the Jazz were the number one team in the Western Conference and they had not allowed more than 100 points to any team heading into this game. Yeah, well, we got over that mark, barely. Um, but yeah, Fox uh, really carried us. He, I feel like he just put us on his back, especially in the first quarter. He had t- 25 points in the game, um, five rebounds, four assists, and uh, 12 trips to the line, which is, you know, he was being really aggressive. Yeah, what that tells me is he wasn't afraid of Rudy Gobert. He was yeah. like, we're going to win this game. We're going to get better looks. We're not just going to chuck up threes all game. And he was he was yeah. determined. Yeah. Now, at times there were, I was, I sent you multiple texts saying, why do we keep going at Gobert in the fourth quarter? And I think most of that was Buddy Heald. Yeah, that was Buddy, though. And he got benched for it. And he was forcing was shots that up. That happened. But yeah. Um, Holmes started, but he only played 20 minutes. He got in foul trouble. Uh, wasn't matching up with Gobert. Gobert was uh, pretty effective last night. He usually is, He's yeah. Uh, I feel like this bit. was a situation where maybe Deadman was. A little bit of a better matchup. Right. Uh, he actually didn't have a terrible game. He played 27 minutes, which you know he had played four previ- <laughs> in the previous game. Uh, Ten points, seven rebounds. He had a couple of blocks. Um, he he was 0 of five from three point land until he made that that three late in the game that gave the Kings the lead. Yeah, that was a big one. And that he, was I a mean, big one, but open, one of you six. Shoot it. Yeah, uh, and, and he made it when it counted. So I love him for that, uh, but. Yeah, he 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 also. I'll give him this because I've been a little. I've been pretty critical of him, uh, but he he had a um, he had a lot of good screens that he set mm-hmm. where the guy would come off the screen and he made the shot. Um, yeah, he and, created a lot of looks yeah. for, so for those, teammates. Those go unnoticed. It's not a stat that's registered, but he he did stuff out there that that you know. He, he, played, was definitely, he played good basketball. He was a valuable part of the game, yeah. And I would, I'm would, i curious to see how things go going forward because clearly Holmes is more of a spark and he's more efficient and he, he appears to be the better better player. But if Debman could even um, play well like this off the bench, this is kind of the type of play we expected from him coming into right. the season. Yeah. So, and, and you had mentioned at one point, maybe he's just not a start. Like, he... First game not starting, he has his first good game of the season, really. So maybe right. he's just better off the bench. I don't know. Some guys are more comfortable that way. So, hey, if it's working, you know, keep rolling with it. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Walton uh, yeah. go, goes forward with this. So Third quarter, we, uh, we didn't choke it. <laughs> yeah, we broke the curse. <laughs> we were only outscored by two. That, that's pretty, I'll take it. Yeah. That's pretty good, considering in every other game prior to this, this season, mm-hmm. uh, the Kings were down by 10 or more points at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that was just a result of the Kings' second-half energy matching the energy they brought in the first half. Because there's been several games this season where they've had good energy and smart passing and not excessive turnovers in the first half, but then everything just falls apart in that third quarter, and then we just lose motivation from there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was definitely happy with what I saw. Obviously happy with the win. I mean, we almost gave it up. I, I thought for sure we were going to lose when Mitchell made that that layup on us, and we only had 11 seconds left. We rarely pull those off. A lot of times we don't even get a shot up, you know, with the clock ticking down. Um, Fox made a, a great drive and a great decision. I, I thought he was going to try and force a layup, but he kicked it out to Bielitsa. I was like, get in there. It was in and out. And then Barnes, you know, got a little lucky that boy Bo, the other bogey didn't box him out and then it caromed right to him. But, you know, props for hustling and being there and putting it in. And then uh, Holmes with some good defense at the end on Mitchell. Yeah. Game over. Forced a bad shot. And yeah. yeah. Or a, maybe not a bad shot, but. A tough shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was I was just happy we got a win. It was definitely getting a, a monkey off the king's back, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we can keep that energy up. Yeah. So. We, we got one win out of those three. We were hoping for two. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a positive takeaway. Uh, a friend of ours, Dan, um, sent me uh, uh, an article accompanied by a chart that was from The Athletic. Okay. And it was a chart where the x-axis represented high-value shots, which is threes and layups, and the y-axis uh, is field goals percentage. Because, you know, typically if you give up a lot of um, – high value shots, then you're going to give up more points. So your defense needs to be stronger. And so um, in the case of the Kings, this was before October, uh, October 29th and before the Kings had actually done a fairly good job. They ranked seventh in the league at the time this article was written in limiting, limiting high value shots, Mm -hmm. but opponents were still having the third best field goal percentage. And so what that means is there should be some regression there. The Kings were forcing tough shots, but teams were making them. That shouldn't be something that will continue continue all season long so that gives me hope yeah like you and i were talking uh offline about this is we thought that fox was playing noticeably good defense but the numbers were suggesting that he had one of the worst defensive ratings amongst point guards in the league and we were like that doesn't make any sense but when we look at that chart um you know, on your X and Y axis and your parabolas or whatnot. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, that makes sense because you look at who we've been playing. We've been playing really good teams, you know, guys like Lillard and Conley and things like that, you know, guys right. like that. And so, and even yeah, some other guys sense. that aren't elite, they were playing over their heads a little bit, right. maybe. Yeah. So it's so. not, you know, that's encouraging that, we, you know, it's not that we're playing terrible defense. Um, you know, maybe they're just hitting them in our eye a little bit, and that's not going to continue all seasons. Yeah, so there, there's definitely some hope going forward there. Hopefully we'll see some more wins in the near future as a result of that. So. Yeah, go Kings. All right, Matt. Well, uh, what do you think? Should we uh, jump into some news and notes, and then we'll preview the uh, upcoming games for this next week? Wait, what? News? All right, Matt, news and notes. So who's doing what? So Joel Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns have each been suspended uh, two games mm. for their uh, altercation that they had earlier <laughs> this week. Their uh, hugging match. Yeah, their hugging match. <laughs> did you happen to catch the corresponding Twitter altercation? It was pretty entertaining. I did, yeah. Nothing beats NBA Twitter. Uh, <laughs> and Joel Embiid has no chill. Um, that was, that was funny. Obviously not going to repeat anything that they said on there, but if you want, go ahead and check it out. Yeah. And there was a a screenshot where there was what appeared to be a potential eye gouge there, but they weren't Mm -hmm. able to find any video evidence. So each of those players received a couple games. 
And then Ben oh. Simmons had a cat in the in the sleeper hold or the <laughs> down I, a, Oh yeah. He, but he was <laughs> but he didn't get suspended because they determined that he was trying to keep the peace. Right. By putting him in a chokehold. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, okay. Um this is uh discouraging news. Your MVP candidate, Steph Curry, broke his hand after Aaron Baines fell on top of it. That's a big boy falling on your hand. Um Curry recently underwent surgery. He is expected to meet, miss at least three months. Ouch. And down go the Warriors. Ouch. It, I feel like I'm kind of the Madden curse right now because I picked Zion for Rookie of the Year, and he's out for a couple months. Oh, you did. And then I picked Curry for MVP, and now he's out for three months. My goodness. Who else did you pick? Uh, I don't remember. remember. The Heat are doing well, and Jimmy Butler's doing well. Yeah. So that's true. Oh yeah, I picked the Heat as my surprise team. Okay, well. So watch out, you know. We'll play it if Jimmy Butler goes too. down, then it's Matt's fault. Yeah, and when it rains, it pours for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draymond Green uh, is expected to miss at least the next few games with a torn ligament in his left index finger. So, uh, no Curry, no Draymond right now. Yeah, tanking on accident, which actually is probably going to do them really well if they could pick a good. Uh, you know, get a nice pick. This upcoming draft isn't really a strong one, but there's always a diamond in the rough somewhere. Yeah, they lost again to Charlotte tonight, which makes me feel a little bit better about the Kings losing <laughs> yeah. to them. But, Although, uh, did you see that lineup that the Warriors put out tonight? Yeah. Yeah. There's no no Green, uh, no Curry, no D'Angelo Russell. The best player no on clay. that lineup. Right, right, no Clay. The the only player I recognize is Willie Cauley-Stein. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who? Yeah, right. Um, let's see. The Pistons point guard, Reggie Jackson, that's their starter. He's out at least four weeks with a back injury. Uh, should mean significant role for uh, Derek Rose moving forward. That might actually be Oh, that was another one of my picks. Derek Rose for sixth man. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Now well, he's going to be getting more minutes, more chance for injury, more chance for Matt to curse him. Okay. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, Jason Quick of The Athletic tweeted out that Zach Collins of the Portland Trailblazers will undergo surgery on his left shoulder, uh, which was dislocated during the Blazers 121 to 119 win over Dallas last Sunday. So Ouch. their uh, thinning front court just got a little bit thinner mm-hmm. with, you know, Nurkic being out and now right. uh, now Zach Collins. So they're down to what, Whiteside and Scal. Scal time. <laughs> Here we go. Time to shine, Scal. Um, last one. The Kings exercise their fourth year contract rights on De'Aaron Fox and Marvin Bagley, as expected. Mm-hmm. But they did not exercise the. Um, the extension to Caleb Swanigan or Harry Giles. Um, Harry Giles will now become an under-restricted free agent this summer. Okay. Uh, and he is uh, also due to know uh, is questionable for tomorrow's game versus right. the Knicks. He might return tomorrow. Okay. How do you feel about that, about the Kings? Uh, I mean, that was a little bit of a surprise, I feel like. Obviously, yeah. as you mentioned, no surprise where Fox and Bagley got their options picked up. But uh, how do you feel about the Kings letting uh, Giles walk after the season? He has had three knee surgeries thus far. Yeah, it doesn't make and, me feel good because that, to me, that means that they know something about his knees that we don't know because everything's been kept so close, you know, to the vest or whatever you call it. Um it's been questionable forever, <laughs> and it just seems like they were – at first they were gambling for him when they drafted him, mm-hmm. and now they're gambling against him by not picking up that fourth-year yeah, option. Yeah, and they took a gamble on his talent, which is real, no doubt. You know, he mm-hmm. he's an incredibly – talented player he's a little raw a little rough around the edges but incredibly talented brings a lot of energy but he's just never 
seem to be able to put it together. And a large reason for that is injury. Yeah, it's too bad. I hope he gets better, and I hope that you know he he can get picked up. You know, next year, regardless of what we just did without exercising the option. So, but who knows? Yep. We will uh, find out soon. So, all right, um, Matt, let's talk about the three games coming up this week for the Kings. They are all road games. So we had three home games this last week. We've got three games on the road Mm -hmm. uh, against some Eastern Conference teams here. Um, Starting tomorrow against the 1-5 New York Knicks, Wednesday uh, at the 4-2 Toronto Raptors, and Friday against the 2-3 Atlanta Hawks. Let's start out with tomorrow's Knicks game. What do you think? Well, I think we need to win it. Um, The Knicks obviously are are not... um, you know, a top-tier team. They're a bottom-level team. Those are games that you have to win, especially in the West. You can't lose games. That, I mean, it's like the Charlotte game, but that's in the past. Um, I just really hope that we don't come out and play down to our competition, that we just take control. We play the same way we did uh, last night versus the Jazz. Yeah, I think the Kings should be able to beat the Knicks as long as they don't, um, you know, lose the energy level in the second half mm-hmm. as long as we're not making poor pass decisions as long as the, we're moving the ball around playing defense doing the things that we were doing against utah friday night i think they'll be just fine yeah um wednesday against the raptors could get a little bit tougher up yeah. in toronto um kyle lowry's been playing well siakam's been playing extremely well uh yeah. fred van fleet's been playing extremely well now i will say that outside of those three guys there isn't a whole lot going on that those three guys have you know made up a huge portion of their offense yeah they still have a good um, team but i i yeah i don't view them as a juggernaut anymore we could definitely step in and win that game and we have a couple nights of, of rest you know we play on sunday and not until wednesday so we go monday and tuesday off yeah no back-to-backs that's Uh, nice and then friday versus the hawks we may get lucky because trey young is out right now with an ankle injury Uh, he's day-to-day but they're saying he was walking without a limp though and he could be back as soon as their next game tuesday or wednesday so uh, in those games so um i think he's expected back Mm -hmm. by then but yeah i know that would have been a nice little boost for the kings but the The hawks Hawks look better this year yeah they're a good team as well john collins is a good player what do you um, what do you see as a successful, you know, road trip for these three? I think obviously winning all three would be ideal. Realistically, I'd say um, if if we could get to, I guess we'll call it a, a win sandwich. If we could win against New York on Sunday and mm-hmm. at Atlanta on Friday, um, and then you know if they can't beat the Raptors, and you know, uh, but if they. If we play to our potential and, and move the ball and keep the energy up, I, I could see us winning all three, but I don't know if that's a little, you know, premature of us to think just because we won one game at home by one point versus the Jazz that all of a sudden we're in this great team who can win three road games in a row. Right. I think I'll, <laughs> I think I'll match what we set the goal for last week where yeah. we said the Knicks are a must-win, and then I'd say we need to split between Toronto and Atlanta and uh, at least yeah. win one of those two. Winning three would be amazing. Yeah. But, I agree uh, with that. Two, two of those three. three would be nice, and that would put the Kings back at, what, three and six. Yeah. It's kind of um, like, you know, in baseball, you used to say, hey, just keep winning series. Um, and so uh, you, know, you could think of these three games as a three-game series. You know, right. Just get two out of three. Yeah. yeah, you do that enough times and the record's going to start to reflect it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have weeks where you do win three, four games. So yeah. hopefully anyway. <laughs> right. So those are the upcoming games. Uh, Matt, anything else before we... Uh... 
No, I'm just glad we won last night so I can sleep a little bit better at night. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Things are happier in the Smith yes. household now. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, hopefully we'll start off this next week with a win tomorrow. And yeah, go Kings. Yeah. So that's all we have for this time. Uh, please continue to follow us, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you may be using, and follow us on Twitter as well. And that's all we have this time. Until next time, I'm Matt, he's Matt, and this is the Sack Lunch Podcast. <laughs>